what are some of your favorite scenes from this movie? Flick challenging Swartz to pay his tab by to ride the ramp. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like a lot of like really good, funny physical comedy yeah. of them like slamming into cars and tree stuff. <laughs> it's really and, random. I mean, definitely the snowball fight. Yeah. It's really cute. And I mean, when she gets plopped in the face, too, really funny. A little dumb and dumber. And now uh, when he's in the attic writing his dad's obituary yeah. and kind of letting it flow. So I like the Farkas uh, that, that came around. That too. is my favorite scene. Interesting. Farkas uh, is a cop and yeah. picks him up. And the whole scene felt wholesome. And yeah. <laughs> so they get back to his house and Farkas lets him out and says, I always thought that I had to be a tough guy because that's how my dad was. But the last thing he says to Ralphie is what stuck with me, where he's like, if you'd been picked up by any other police officer tonight, you'd be sitting in jail for the next two days. Makes you think. The serendipity about all of it. It's kind of fun. It's the it's the magical part of it, if you yeah. will. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, I'm in the holiday spirit. I got Santa in my loins. A graphic? Wrong, wrong place to have them. It's the perfect place to have them. Heart. You want them in your heart. Same thing, Max. What I want this Christmas for all of our listeners is to have the perfect mortgage. And the best way to get the perfect mortgage is to go to the perfect lender. And that's what Sonic Loans is. They are going to make sure you get into the absolute right mortgage. Best rate. I know the rates have spiked, but they're going to make sure that whatever is the best available is what you're getting. They're going to pass the same savings on to you 15 year 30 year fixed adjustable charlie and his team of ninjas are going to chop up whatever they need to chop up to make sure they're serving you the best possible mortgage you can have tell them that buzz in the tower sent you reach out immediately and get started on the most important journey you'll ever have not a trip to the north pole but a trip to but a trip to a good mortgage nmls number 1955855 not available in all states not a commitment to lend additional requirements apply visit sonicloans.com or call 313 488 4888 for more information. 
Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation called 248-595-0001. I have to tell you, around this time of year, nothing warms my heart more than going to court. <laughs> really? Absolutely. Oh, well, Miracle on 34th Street. That's, a, that's what I was just thinking yeah. of. And you know who would not be prosecuting Santa? Bolton Legal Group. <laughs> Ian and the team, they're aggressive, they're efficient. It doesn't matter what type of law. It could be real estate law, it could be business law. And that's what Ian and his team are going to do for you. They're going to make sure that you're protected for whatever your needs are, for whatever legal entanglement you're in. Or maybe you just want to sue someone for a little extra cash around the holidays. That's a good move. Go to Bolton Legal Group. Make your frivolous case. They'll win anyways because that's just how solid they are. <laughs> Reach out I have to a terrible Ian. case. Re- come, come no, they, they love the terrible ones are the most fun ones. Reach out to Ian and his team as soon as you can. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you and get ready to have a wonderful holiday win in the courtroom. Today's episode, A Christmas Story Christmas. Tis the season for Dudley Moore dressed as an elf. Cousin Eddie kidnapping Clark's boss, a holiday party at Nagatomi Plaza, and Bill Murray being visited by three ghosts. And while Santa Claus the movie, Christmas Vacation, Die Hard, and Scrooge are classics, we cannot forget the gold standard for holiday movies. Of course, I'm talking about 1983's A Christmas Story. In fact, it's so treasured, it runs on a 24-hour loop every Christmas Eve through Christmas Day. But today, we're not talking about A Christmas Story. Today, we're talking about its belated sequel, A Christmas Story's Christmas. Can this new version hold up? Will it be the next Maverick or, God forbid, the next Coming to America 2? Today on Buzz in the Tower, we'll dive into another attempt to relive the 1980s as we discuss A Christmas Story's Christmas. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the most emotionally fragile person I know, Max Sanders. And with that, I triple dog dare you. It's Italian. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're Italian. No, I'm not. I'm Russian. You're something. You're what are something. you? I'm here. <laughs> I am here. Max. Merry Christmas. Tis the season to podcast. You know, in the order of the three things I hate most in the world, do you know singing? what the number one is? Me singing? No. Uh, you, me talk, me you, existing? you congested. You, you congested <laughs> with a cold. I am a little nasally. I want to snap your neck. And if I had known that you weren't feeling well, I would have brought in the fleet of people that are begging to be on the show and replaced you immediately. But instead, you roll in here. You're all nasally. At least I'm not puking like that John Gandhi episode. That was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, we a need nice to pork chop sandwich served in a dirty ashtray. Oh, uh, oh, oh. Yeah. That's great. Temple of Doom. That was a lot of fun for me. Yeah. Good times. What have you been sick? Why aren't you sick more often? That's a great question. You have three kids. When I get sick, it's bad. Yeah. I go down hard. <laughs> Like hard. I'm out for days. I can't be bothered. <laughs> you should ask my wife about what it's like when I'm sick. It's not fun for anyone. I uh, I ruin everyone's time. So before we jump into the podcast, uh, I thought I'd share with everybody why I was an hour late to the podcast today. I was out with my wife and we pulled out of our driveway and there was a very large raccoon that was stumbling across the street, uh, disoriented and like middle, a drunk in the, hobo, like a, in the middle of the day, which was weird. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, I'm sure it'll find its way back to the woods. So I go out running errand with Trish. I come back and now it's laying like off to the side of the street. Yep. 
And Max, this is my Achilles heel. This is the one thing that if someone was trying to take me down, they would do it by injuring animals and getting me to try to help them. Because as you know, I have a rich history of trying to help wounded animals. And two out of two times prior to today, I've ended up in the hospital because of it. The dog rescue where the dog's older brother attacked me and the- <laughs> well, How do you know the dog's older brother? Well, it's not <laughs> not related by household sharing. When I brought the little dog home and the big dog bust the door down and wondered why I was holding his little brother oh, and God, attacked me, that was great. Had to go to the hospital for that. And then the cat with the kittens underneath my porch where I tried to grab the mom and the mom exorcist style spun her head around and punctured my hand 15 times with her fangs. That was See, this is why you don't help anyone. True. It's all about me, baby. But it is. We're, we're so close to the holiday. I <laughs> Just saw, win, baby. I saw, and you know what? I feel like because you and I call ourselves trash pandas all the time that I have yeah. a special kinsmanship something or other. Kinship? Kinsmanship? Sure. With raccoons. So anyway, get a raccoon tattoo. I should get a raccoon tattoo. A raccoon tattoo. It's going to be one like smoking a cigar and firing a machine gun. This one, Max, was not doing well. And when I came back home, was laying on the street. Have you ever heard a raccoon scream? No, what's it, it sound like? Dean Kane. Do you remember him? You mean Howard Dean? The Howard Dean, not Dean Kane. <laughs> Dean Kane is from the, Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're going to Iowa. Yeah. That's so I'm, I was a block and a half away from this thing, and it's laying on the road, like twitching, and I just hear it go, Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is absolutely horrifying. It's kind of hilarious. So, what do I do? I make a lot of phone calls. I post on Facebook to see if anyone can help me out. Whose raccoon is this? I can find. <laughs> That's great. I didn't post that, but I should have. And it's not Dean Keynes. We know that. It's not a super raccoon. Nobody, people give me numbers. Nobody's answering them. So I finally get one. What do you think someone would say? I thought there'd be like rescues or something that could help raccoons. And there's not. So I, I finally find rabies, someone. I find someone. I want to give a shout out to them uh, before I butcher. Uh, what are they called? Motor City. Casino. Motor City Possum Rescue. Seriously? Yeah. So I speak to this really nice woman. She's like, listen, I can take care of this raccoon for you, but you got to get the raccoon to me. And I'm like, of course I do. So what do I do? I call a couple buddies at the fire station i'm like yeah i got uh, i got a situation over here i'm gonna need you guys to help me get this raccoon into a bucket or, or into a not a bucket into a cage or something you use a shovel yes use a shovel and a recycling bin and <laughs> got the raccoon in there and drove out to ferndale which is a good 20 minute drive it's probably dead not, that's you know max are you gonna are you gonna go for an update i asked for an update <laughs> if i get a live one while we're podcasting hold on, let me check my phone and see as of now no update so that's good news okay it was not immediately put one down. thing if it does die can i taxidermy it and make it look like ferris Bueller? No, and it could be our mascot. No, no. but you can say <laughs> if it does, it, it dies. does. <laughs> so, anyways, that was my good deed for the year. I got the raccoon into my pickup truck. I don't even know why I'm saying raccoon instead of raccoon now. It just it feels fancier. Yeah. Uh, I made it out to this rescue. The woman was really nice and it was pouring rain out and it felt like the intro to point break, <laughs> except I wasn't doing anything cool like surfing or going through an obstacle course. I was just carrying a recycling bin that had a, I, the, whatever the disease this thing had, God help it. It was not in good shape. And I don't think it was rabies. Rabies is actually very rare in raccoons. I think it was uh, dysentery. No, it yeah. wasn't dysentery. You should have you played the Winnie Houston bodyguard song while you're doing it. Uh, and I yeah. will always love you. Yeah. That's a good one i thought in my head i started singing uh oh, my, my, my heart will go on from titanic <laughs> so Please. i hope i hope the rack the raccoon is okay but that's why i was an hour late for the podcast today i apologize yeah that's fair yeah. Ra raccoons are a part of 80s movies they are great, outdoors. great outdoors 
That's it. The Great Outdoors. <laughs> There's got to be more than The Great Outdoors. <laughs> Are there any cartoon raccoons? Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if it was the 80s. 80s. I don't know if that was the 80s, but there is a cartoon called The Raccoons. It was a Canadian uh, cartoon. Hold on, let me see if that's 80s. 1985 to 1991, Max. Oh, there you so go. There you go. There you go, indeed. Will you get a raccoon tattoo with me? Nope. Come on. Max, we should probably talk about our show. Yeah. If this is your first time to Buzz in the Tower, uh, welcome to the show. And uh, Max. Raccoons all the time. Nasally, nasally Sanders over there. Say mm, hi to the people. Hello. God, I hate you so much. Professor Fring. <laughs> I should, wait, no, I should say something that he says, not just his name. Sure, you're a moron. <laughs> I hate you so much. Go ahead. Want to hear my Do George it. Clooney Go impression? Ahead. George Clooney. George Clooney. <laughs> it's like the Pokemon version. <laughs> they can only say their name. Can you please stop? Yeah. I'm done. All right. Good. Uh, if you have not yet, head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever podcast player you're listening to us on, and please hit that subscribe or follow button and leave us a five-star review and a review. These are all things that help create visibility for the greatest show ever made, which is called Buzz in the Tower. I don't know if you guys have been told. Yeah, if- someone told us the other day. You want to get into it? I, go ahead. About to? I was I wasn't done, but if you want to jump into it, we can. Not Cliff Clavin? Nope. We're gonna do it right now. Okay. Pull up my notes, Max. As always, <laughs> wasn't ready for this. It was this. a good lead in. It was a terrible lead in. Actually, it was a pretty good lead in. Yeah. I just wasn't ready, so <laughs> showbiz. John Ratzenberger, who you can find on Instagram at not Cliff Clavin, the character from Cheers, also the professor Cliff Clavin. <laughs> what did he post on? He posted, it was like a picture that you put up. Yeah, and just then an he, Instagram post. It was the nicest post. I can't get into too many details because it does talk about the bar whose name we shan't Schmorsh say. Bleepers. But basically, he bumped into you while you were working. No, his wife did. Oh, his wife, you're right. His wife bumped into Max. Boy, that's a, that's a risky experiment right there. I don't oh, know you're, oh my God. This guy's way better looking than him. He is. He's running marathons, dude. You, you, you've got, they got a new kid. Yeah. But anyways, uh, Max hooked the wife up with Buzz in the Tower. The wife hooked the husband up, and now John's addicted. And John, we're addicted to you. So please reach out to Max if you have not already via Instagram. Give us your uh, mailing address, and we're going to send you a pin. We're going to give you your wings. Lots of pins. Lot, well, a pin. Let's no, just no. Start with one, one for him, his wife, and his child. I don't think you could pins to a child, a newborn. It doesn't seal like I have a, a child. <laughs> my Billy Zane. That's a great Billy Zane. <laughs> it's not as good as your Clooney, but it's it's really good. So, uh, John, thank you so much. And then also, I don't know who Savannah Graham is, but Savannah Graham, uh, reach out to us via Anagram. Instagram or the website contact form. Bought some swag from the website, and we want to give you a thank you as well. Send you your wings. And for those who are looking for that perfect holiday gift, please feel free to swing by buzzinthetower.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, thetower.com, where you can buy the finest silks from the Orient and Mideast. Can you? No. Like vice versa? Our shirts are pretty sweet, though. I'd like the vice versa head, the skeleton thing. Yeah, I know what it is. It's okay. It's upside down. Yeah, just relax, Judge Reinhold, okay? <laughs> Everybody gets it. I am kind of Judge Reinholdy. No. He has so much more charm than you do. You're, He's weird. You're Gilbert Godfrey and Judd, Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold is kind of cringy in a lot a little, of stuff. He's a lot. A in real lot. life, he's very cringy. All right. Are you done? Can I get back to my intro? Beverly Hills Cop 4. If you're looking for more of what we just gave you, which is... Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> go to uh, any social Gibberish. media any, any social media platform and check our handle at Buzz in the Tower. Patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower. The best way to support the show and get insider information on all the cool going on. In fact, we will update our patrons first with the uh, status of the raccoon that I rescued today. <laughs> Before anyone else, you guys will know first. I want to eat it. Uh, you don't want to eat it. That's Raccoon's not good meat. No? It's not good eating. I mean, you can eat anything. You can milk me. You can milk yeah. anything that has nipples, Greg. Why don't you milk me? <laughs> what, I mean, like, it seems rabbity. You're rabbity. You are very rabbity. I procreate at a prolific I, no, level. No, you're scared of everything and you've got a fuzzy little tail. I 
Nah, I got no. I have a Hank Hill butt. I don't. I don't have a dumpy. Bobby, damn it, Bobby. Propane, Bobby. <laughs> uh, Max, if I forgot anything, is there anything else I need to cover before we hop into this glorious holiday show? Michigan beat Ohio State. My God, they it was did. glorious. I I have to We're tell back, you, baby. As much as we mock Michigan State, I think we all can agree that <laughs> they're terrible. That well, they are, <laughs> but I think we can all agree that Ohio State deserves stinky so many bad things to happen did you see they crossed out every m on their campus they're so dumb. so they have to like they're so <laughs> unpeel it off. i hate ohio state no, so much if they won it's actually really clever have I mean, you ever gone to the horseshoe no so my friends who've gone they bring their cars from michigan into ohio at right at the border and then they rent a car because they don't want to bring their michigan plates that's smart into because well, they throw buckeyes yeah because people are animals yeah so I, I mean i hope we have no ohio state fans that are fans of the show but <laughs> If so, I guess, what are you going to do? Is that the worst for you? Is there anything worse? I hate, no, my least favorite fan base, 100%, is Packers? Chicago Bears. No, oh. Bears. Bears fans are my least favorite fans. Bears fans are holding on to, like, one fleeting moment in the 80s when they had Jim Kelly. And, and, and like, if well, you really. Had, they never had Jim Kelly. Yeah, you know what I meant. Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon, whatever. That goes to show you how much I care. <laughs> um, and don't get me wrong, that defense was pro- prolific. But if you look at the status of the Bears, they have had prolific defenses for the last 20 years and done nothing. Bubkiss. Yep. They've done Bubkiss. Terrible quarterbacks. God, I hate the Bears. Jim so Miller. Jim, uh, what's his Kyle Orton. Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman. Uh, what's his name? The one that they just. Jake Cutler. No, the guy they just moved up to get two, three years ago that's gone already. Uh, There's a ladybug on your. No, no, it just flew over right there. See? Okay. Make a wish. That's cool. Can we keep this? No. Oh. Who's the... <laughs> Squirrel, <laughs> please. Yes, yes, we can keep okay. it. Oh, what's, the, uh, what's the name of the quarterback they just drafted? Uh, that they got rid of. Oh, Mitchell Tr- Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> the Bears. If you want to see something funny, go to his uh, deleted Twitters from when he was like 15. I don't want to know. Can I, 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 no, you can't say it. I know. Do you know? I just. Oh, there's your, la- there's your ladybug. <laughs> there is a ladybug in the. <laughs> you and I really got to focus. We're, what are we, 20 minutes deep in? And, all right. Ladybugs and raccoons. Ladybugs and raccoons. Should we save the ladybug and get it outside? Let's name him Norman. That's a terrible name for a ladybug. Norman, Norman the ladybug. <laughs> Norman Schwarzkopf the ladybug. We named you after a. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> when Chris Farley, when Chris Farley would do Norman Schwarzkopf, it was incredible. Yeah, that's right. alive. That and El Nino. I'm El Nino. <laughs> All right, let's get to the Christmas story. So, All right. So, what inspired you? You got really excited about this because you are holiday fanatic, out of control, can't be stopped. So let's. What does it start for you? What, what we, time of year does Halloween bleed into no, the year? Okay, November first. November first. November first for me. Yeah, the, November first when we hit the, the two months of the year that are my favorite are November and December. Yep. A Christmas story. It's interesting because I didn't appreciate a Christmas story as much as a child as I do now. Oh, Seriously? Yeah. As a kid, it wasn't my game. Um, I, it's pretty funny. It's good, Max. But like my go-to for Christmas is always going to be National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. Yeah. That's... It's, the be- it's the best. I think part of why, and I, I can't speak on behalf of everyone, but I think that part of the element of a Christmas story that maybe pushes some people away, or at least it did when I was a kid, is that it takes place in the 40s. And outside of Back to the Future, like I'm not a big time piece guy. Oh, really? Like, yeah. It doesn't do it for me. For me, there's something charming about that. That like there's less distractions. 
friends and they really kind of have to center the holiday around doing stuff with your family. Because now and, it's not your phones or and how can you, TV. Oh, and I think, how could you not at least be aware of this movie? I don't know how long they've been doing it, but they run it on a 24 hour loop, like starting at eight o'clock on Christmas uh, Eve, running through Christmas Day. And I saw it's always on TV. My whole life it's been on TV. So go back years and years and years before you could just pull it up on the internet or you could rent it, you know, on Amazon Prime. It was just always on TV every Christmas. So you get used to seeing it. I think now, though, the charm of it is that you really start to realize how well it captures what the holidays are all about. So for me, a lot of that is the tenderness of family. The dad who... So tender. The, so tender. Like medium <laughs> rare. Off the bone. I have such a difficult time having holiday <laughs> episodes with you because... I, I'm vacuous. You're, you're, you're empty. You're just very I've empty. never put up a holiday decoration. I wonder what kind of dad you'd be. Uh, Whatever my wife wants me to be. That'd be fun. You, you would be fun. Yeah. But I have no traditions. No. No. <laughs> We're going to start a tradition of... Not being a vacuum. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, vacuum? Oh. Yeah. Vacuous. Vacuum. Oh, oh, I got it. Yeah. Vacuum. But you're old. <laughs> you're old man Parker. You kind of are Ralphie too. A little bit. A Christmas Story came out in 1983. It's a tight hour and 33 minutes. I know you like that. Mm, uh, so tight. In the 1940s, a young boy named Ralphie Parker attempts to convince his parents, teacher, and Santa Claus that a Red Rider range 200 shot BB gun is really the perfect Christmas gift. That is what the whole movie is about from the perspective of Ralphie. Uh, directed by Bob Clark, there's nobody in this that you would really know, which is also part of maybe what's charming about this movie. They're forever these people. Yeah, there's no other movie that any of these, I mean, I shouldn't say no, but very few other movies that they did. Uh, Peter Billingsley, Melinda Dillon, Darren McGavin. Wait, isn't isn't Old Man Parker (laughs) Billy Madison's dad? Yes. (laughs) Yes, he is. It's so great. And he's actually kind of the same character. Yeah. He's just, Ralphie's just 25. Yeah, right. Back to school. Back to school. Shampoo is better. To prove to old man Parker I'm not a fool. But it's weird that Ralphie, that Peter Billingsley, Billingsley, is that how you say it? Bigley? No, it's just Billingsley. Billingsley. (laughs) Didn't have a bigger career. He's really good in this movie, too, as an adult. Yeah, I... What, you don't think so? I think that, I think that you said it perfectly. All the characters are frozen in time in this movie. Yeah. And, and there are, I also think you tend to forget there are scenes in this movie that have transcended all of media. And they also reflect really well on what it was all like of, being a all kid. All of media? Oh, yeah. The well, how do you media. convey it? The tongue, the yeah, that's that was a weird way of phrasing it. The tongue to the pole. Yeah, there's a there's a commercial right now with the two guys from Scrubs and yeah, they're doing the tongue I on the pole it. thing. I saw yeah, it. Um, or the the bunny or being pushed down the Santa slide. All these things of childhood, putting on the little the bunny kids, suit, not even the bunny suit, putting on your um, snow suit, but then having to go pee right away. Oh yeah, yeah. The fear of the local bully. Yep. Um, the anticipation of Christmas, the one thing you want for Christmas. You'll shoot your eye out. The don't shoot your eye out. The Now, those elements I understood when I was a kid, but now as an adult, having like the furnace that you're always fixing or the these dad moments of like, I can change the tire, I can haggle for the tree. Yeah. Those are classic kind of tropes of what it's like to be a dad. Again, you would not understand any of this because you have no tradition. I've seen enough TV. I understand it. Yeah, you were suckle from the television teat quite mm, a bit. I just... TD. Yeah. Can't say that. Sure. Why not? Tis the season, man. It's just FCC, FAA, flying, whatever, regulation. All right. So what are we talking about? Don't know. Like, do you want I'm to talk watching about- the butterfly? The, butterfly. <laughs> the panda. Norman. Norman. There you go. Schwarzkopf. Get over here. 
So let me start with this. Yep. Anytime that there is a belated sequel, we have this conversation. We have this conversation about Maverick. We have this conversation about Prey for Predator. All these movies, I get very nervous. Have they figured it out now? I was blown away by this. Yeah. I, I thought they did an outstanding job. It's warm and fuzzy. It's the perfect holiday movie. I would say if you've not watched it yet and you're hesitant to watch it because you're not sure. I mean, I, I would assume you're hesitant to watch it for one of two reasons. Either one, you've never seen the first one. So you're kind of like, I don't know if I should watch this. Not the a problem. One. I disagree. I think you need to watch the first one on this. I think Prey, you don't need to watch the first one. I think Maverick, you don't need to watch the first one. On this one, I think you need to watch the first Seriously? one. Seriously? I think it's explained enough. There's a, You get flashbacks and there, everything. There's too many subtleties that, like you're the money mi- suit. that you're missing out on that are fun. It's not that it's not that you can't watch it. I just think you'll enjoy it more. If you I, no, watch absolutely. The first one. But I, I think it goes from like B plus to A minus or something like it's that. It's great. Yeah. It stands on its own. Yeah. I will say too that maybe the other reason, if, if there's two reasons, like I was mentioning that you're scared to watch this, one being you haven't watched the first one, the second being you think it's not going to, it's going to ruin it for you. Again, the coming to America 2 syndrome, the worst film I've ever watched in my life. I need to see it. Just It's so bad, Max. It, was, it robbed me of an hour and a half of my life. Wesley Snipes is really bad? Every, everybody in it was terrible. It was, it was the <laughs> worst movie. That and the all-female cast Ghostbusters are the two worst movies I've ever seen. I haven't seen, seen that either. That's their garbage. But where this movie succeeded and maybe to your point, did they quote unquote figure it out? Like the new Ghostbusters too. Yeah. But they did something really important in this movie that isn't as relevant to Maverick and isn't as relevant to the other movies. They allowed themselves. Do you know what they did? They did what Cobra Kai did. Cobra Kai is the best example that I'll pair with this. Cobra Kai succeeded because it allowed itself to grow up with its original fan base. It didn't try to just regurgitate what it did 40 years ago and make it work again. It said, yes, we're going to have some new people that are watching this, but most of the people watching this are going to be 45 to 55 years old. Yeah, it's okay that Ralphie's like hungover I don't know, after a you bad nailed, day. You nailed, yeah. it. you nailed it. Yeah. This the bar scenes are really fun. But that's the whole point. In the original Christmas story, there's, you, there's so many things that are relevant to being a kid. In fact, 99% of that movie are all kid-relatable things. Oh, yeah, you don't get perspective of old man Parker except through Ralphie's eyes. Exactly. Yeah. In this movie, it felt like this is what being a parent is. This is what being a parent is when you lose your parent. There's a an Ernst Ernstness Ernstness Ernest goes Ernestness. to camp. There's an Ernest goes to campness in it. Um, <laughs> when he loses his dad, it allows itself to be sad for a minute. It doesn't always have to be like that. Didn't exist at all in the original Christmas story. There's no real sad emotional scenes that take place. Even just like the the wine drinking when your wife and your mother in law are like sitting there and getting drunk with each other on the couch. That's like a it's very child, it's child labor. It's it, like no, we have to be paying you. Or or him doing the snowball to the girl's face like I, there's just a lot of aspects you of done it. that no i did punch my daughter in the arm today much harder than i thought i did she started crying it was really funny she punched me like 14 times in the back i turned around and punched her in the arm she immediately started crying she's like why would you do that i'm like i thought you could take a punch i'm sorry and i put an ice pack on it it was which uh, daughter uh reese okay I, I would never charlie's like a five pound little wafer but reese, reese i thought could take the punch she could not take the punch reese you're a wimp big time she probably won't listen or who no. knows i don't even know what she does she turns 11 dude when and you pass away she'll she, listen to all these i know she turns a it's so morbid. What? That's so going to be awesome. It you're you're going to be with her forever. Nobody will ever listen to these when you die. Um, say, say, so, say something to her right now. Hi, Reese. Say something. No, I, I don't have a eulogy planned. No, I apologize. Like your father's always with you, and I love you very much. She knows that. That's uh, why I'm a good father. She wants to hear to it, say it. when you're dead. Will you stop it? I hear For when I'm dead. Reese. <laughs> <laughs> I am the ghost of your father. This <laughs> is so stupid. Okay. It's your fault. Yeah, I, know. I gave you a little bit of control and yep. then we go down stupid lane, hundred miles an hour. It's a one way street. Wee. There's no turning around. 
All right. So I think the overall consensus from you and I is that this is a really good movie. Warm, fuzzy holiday hug. Yeah. So why don't we talk about the movie? So this new movie follows the now adult Ralphie as he returns to the house on Cleveland Street. Cleveland Brown Street? Dun, 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 dun. My name is Cleveland Brown. <laughs> Even a bear. To give his kids a magical Christmas like the one that he had as a child. Reconnecting with childhood friends and reconciling the passing of his old man. It, it hits all the right spots. So the elements that I liked the most out of this. So basically at the beginning of this movie, Ralph Ralphie's living in Chicago with his wife and in his the seventies. In the seventies, and they they do a great job. He's talking about like the avocado colored phone. You you nailed it. Yeah. If when he when they pick up the landline, there's a little sheet of paper that's on the phone that has like the emergency symbols on it. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, I totally know this phone. That's so funny. But you're right. It, it, they did a great job of making it a period piece. I mean, it's it's the seventies. You don't question it for a second. The old school cars. Yep. Yep. And that narration that existed in the original Christmas story, right, starting at the beginning, the saturation of words. Yeah, so, now it's Ralphie's voice. Ralphie's got a... Bill, uh, Peter Bing, Billingsley has an amazing so he voiceover he voice. He purposefully deepened his voice for the voiceover to make it sound more like the original movie. Where'd you find that? I was, Dude, I'm all over the map. Okay. I got, I got facts off the wazoo. That's great. Don't worry about it. It was almost like ASMR. It was very, like, calming. <laughs> no, I'll save Are you are you giggling because Norman Schwarzkopf, the ladybug, is flying around the office? <laughs> no, but it is intoxicating. Where is he? He's up there in the light. Oh, why are you giggling? <laughs> I have a great fact for later. Could <laughs> they give me the fact? No, it's it's <laughs> uh, Peter Billingsley. Yeah, uh, he saw the Challenger explode live. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you were giggling. Because like, why do I need to know that? He was there at the space station when it exploded. Why are you giggling about that? Because it's so random oh, and terrible. Nice. You're, you're the worst. The humanity. Oh, God. It looks like he produced this with, uh, what's Vin, his face? Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. He's his best friend. What? Yeah. I did not know that. So they worked together on 1990's CBS School Break special, The Fourth Man, and became buds. That's so funny. And now he is a big time producer. He did The Breakup. Iron Man made Billingsley. Yeah. Oh, the breakup was good. Did you see that with Jennifer Aniston? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> What's he say about her sister? Oh yeah, she, she takes a lot. Don't talk about yeah. yeah. I can't repeat the quote. Yeah, it's really yeah, funny. Yeah. Don't talk about the sexual perversions yeah. of my brother. Yeah, yeah. So this uh, production studio, Wild West Pictures, was founded by Vince Vaughn and Peter Billingsley is the main producer. Of it. You know my Vince Vaughn story, right? You met him in New Orleans. In New Orleans at the blackjack table. Yeah. He after said, after the Lions had been beaten, I was with Sal. After the Lions got beaten by uh, the Saints. You said playoffs. Ben on Black, right? Or no, 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 I, no, we were sitting there and I'm wearing my Dominican Sioux jersey and he's like, oh man, the Lions are up and coming. I look at him, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I, I, I was like, old school is great. And he's just like, thanks man. I creeped him out. I <laughs> yeah. couldn't have been lamer if I, I tried. I think he said double down or something. No. No. I don't know where you got that from. It's, it's like swingers. Weird. It's super weird. Okay. Your money. I should have said your money. Yeah, you're still money too baby. Dumb. I was too scared. You're all grown up and you're all grown up. It was 2.30 in the morning and I'd been drinking all day so there wasn't <laughs> a lot more that I could give him other than that. Hey, you met Vince Vaughn. I did. So Melinda Dillon who originally played Ralphie's mom did not reprise her role in this. Retired uh, from acting in, in 2006. 2007. 2007. Okay. Seven max. Sorry. Jeez. But they got like, they got Got Julie Haggerty for his mom. Who's yeah, she was great. 
She's fantastic. So of she, course, airplane. L.A. Dickinson. Yeah. All you need to know is airplane. Yeah. yeah. Just that voice and that frailty to her. She's just so fun. The bar. So they got a lot of the original cast back, right? Yeah, so, which is so cool. Which is great. Um, when Ralph enters Flick's bar, there's a sign that says, in God we trust, all others pay cash. Did you see that sign? No. So that is the name of the original book that the original Christmas story was based off of. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So there's a lot of Easter eggs around like that. And do you know who played Flick? Um, ori- you mean originally? It was the same guy. It's the same guy. So. Yeah. It, so it's Scott Schwartz. Schwartz. Yeah. May the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> he also played Eric Bates in the toy. He was the kid. Durr. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Super Durr. I didn't put that together. Super duper Durr. And I thought the guy. Did he have a short stint in adult film? He did. Okay. Yeah. I thought so. <laughs> I, I know that. Like, that's like in the recesses of my brain. Yeah, I, I knew it was because I always knew it from the toy. And then yeah. I yeah. Okay, yeah. Well. Hey, he made it back. He did. He's back. And he's nice. He's a good bartender. He's a great bartender. Yeah. And the guy who played Swartz, R.D. Schwartz. Why do you have to say Swartz? I don't know. Schwartz. Just, okay. Say it right. I hate you. That guy. Go ahead. That guy. R.D. Robert, or yeah. no, R.D. Rob. Yeah. <laughs> he was uh, Charlie in the Brady Bunch movie. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? You're right. You're right. He's got a familiar face. It's very punchable. Uh, production began in Bulgaria in February That's 2022. Really weird. I thought that was super weird. Yeah, I don't like that. They brought everything back. The Chinese restaurant, the... Wait, what was the Chinese restaurant? Uh, it was the, the Christmas Chinese restaurant. No, I know. It's next door to the tree lot. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah. So they didn't go in or anything. No, 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 but okay. it was still there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is probably less of an Easter egg and more of just things that you pick up and notice. So the old man had the furnace and uh, Ralphie had the radiator. Yeah. And he had the tricks to fix the radiator on the car. Oh, I looked that up, by the way. That's a real thing. So if a leak is small enough and you drop a raw egg in the radiator, a piece of the egg might cook and harden, clogging the hole, letting that coolant leak out. Sure. And people have written to the online site I went to and said it works at least temporarily. Yeah, right. And you can also use large quantities of black pepper. So there's for all and, you kids. And uh, tigers hate cinnamon. Or is it lions hate cinnamon? Really? I don't know. Oh. Remember from uh, old school? <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> you don't remember that? A throwaway line from a 2002 movie? Not no. old school, The Hangover. Okay. Do they? Yeah. I don't know if they do. No, they don't. How do you not remember that scene? <laughs> it does sound like something. <laughs> so I guess the director of this movie, he did the uh, Angry Birds movie. Uh, those weren't that bad. My really? kids watch those. Yeah. They soak that But up. he also did the animation for Pocahontas, Hercules, Mulan, Tangled, Wreck-It Ralph, Emperor's New Groove, and Frozen. Hercules. Clay Catus. Oh, and you'll like this too. He also directed uh, two of those Snoopy Presents movies. Snoopy Presents? Like it's a Charlie Baron, like, you know, 30 gotcha, minutes gotcha, special. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, all right, yeah. All right, all right, gotcha. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other Easter eggs and carryovers from the first movie. So the one is Ralphie is still bribing people. So remember in the first one when he brings like the gift basket into his teacher. So in this movie, when he's trying to get his novel published, he the brings the chocolates yeah. in. The good yeah, stuff. The good stuff. Um, he still does the same fantasies, which I thought was fun. Yeah, the Wild Wild West one. Yeah. 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 Wicked, wicked, wow, wow, whisk. Um, the Bumpus family and their hounds still live next door. Yeah. That was great. And they bother Ralphie. I, I thought they were going to eat dinner or the casseroles. Oh, because in the, oh, that's right. In the first one, they yeah. ate all the turkey. Well, they ate the turkey, not the casseroles. I know. I was saying they would eat either. I thought when she found the puppy, I thought that was cute. I thought the kids did a good job in this too. They Julie that was bad. really good. They still have the bully just like a Farkas. Yeah. By the way, does Mark look like Aaron? Your son? A little bit. Yeah. He had the same vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, I mean, else? your kid's the bully, not the bully. That's true. Uh, so the attic scene 
had a ton of nostalgic items. I felt like right? a, I felt like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yep. So you see the pink bunny suit. You see the his old man's bowling ball, the blue one that the wife got him yeah. for Christmas. The, the fragile lamp. The fragile lamp. Only uh, only the, the Red Rider BB gun is up there. Is it? I didn't yeah. see that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Why yeah. did he bust it out? I thought he could have. I thought he. Oh, so that's the whole thing. They didn't go too over the top yeah. with you know the callbacks, if you will. Mark's arm is broken. <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> You've done that? You just got into bed and been yes. like, really? Yes. <laughs> and said something like horrible that happened. Yes, I have. Um, the tree haggling when he gets this Four awful, bucks. awful, crappy tree. Yeah. And though, did you feel like it was a little bit of a tip of the hat to Christmas vacation? That it was too tall and it was brushing up against the ceiling? That did feel like It that. felt very Christmas vacation yeah. to me. Mm, sap. You want to go to the movie? We're starting to like pick it apart. Yeah, let's find a couple more Easter eggs and then we will. Uh, the Higby's window from the original Christmas story has remained the same, which is kind of cool. Oh, the slide, yeah, too. the slide. And I wonder yeah. if that was the same elf and same actor. I wasn't sure about that. It, she looked too young. Uh, no, but the guy. What about the older guy? Oh, I don't know. The uh, Czech Bulgarian producers. When they, <laughs> when they're in the car singing, it's the exact same jingle bells, except they're doing the Batman, Batman smells, smells, but they all do the yeah. at the same time, which is cute. All right. I will go through the rest of these. Let's go through the movie. So Max, I don't know that we need to go through every single bit of the movie. I do want to kind of hop on the things that I enjoyed in it and then you can do the same. How's yeah. that sound? That sounds great. Well, Merry freaking Christmas, Max. So we start off with them in Chicago and Ralphie is trying to sell his novella. Yeah. And, and by the way, that's a Vince Vaughn tip of the hat. He, oh, loves, yeah. he loves Chicago movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, how he feels about Chicago rivals uh, John Hughes, right? I think he I think he is Chicago. And like you're uh, Chicago. I am. All right. Good. All right. So they they're having their standard, you know, standard <laughs> Schwartz. <laughs> and he gets a phone call from his mom and the old man's passed away. Yeah. So this whole thing is really a tribute movie to the old man, right? It's all about what he brought to Christmas, how special he was. So as he's having these quick meetings and talking to his manager and trying to find out if he sold it, they take off and they head back to their hometown. So this whole movie is filled with the nostalgia of him coming home, but additionally the pressure of trying to help his mom and himself deal with the loss of his father. And also he didn't want to come back unless he was a big shot. And now he's coming back kind of hat in hand. Yeah. And the mom puts a lot of pressure on him in this sense, right? They get there and Ralphie immediately says, Hey, you know, let's get the funeral started. What do we have to do? And the mom says, I don't want to worry about the funeral. I've got, I'll take care of all of that. All dad would have wanted is for one of his classic special Christmases. You have got to make sure that that happens. That's all I need you to do. You ever had a family member like tell you there's a giant responsibility yes. that you got to cover. Yes. Really? When my mom was dying, she told me, uh, oh, take care of your sister. That's oh, wow. all she told me. She said, take care of your sister. And it was a good thing. It wasn't a bad thing. I, and in hindsight at the time, I think it, it felt overwhelming and probably made it dif- my relationship with my sister a little difficult. Cause I felt like I had to go a little bit over the top, but I think my mom just wanted to have some sense of comfort that someone was going to look after my sister, which I promised her I would, which I do. I love the hell out of my sister. You know that other than that, no, nobody puts responsibilities on me. They don't trust me. Nobody puts baby in the corner. I know you have never had a single familial responsibility put on you. Zero. Zero. Just show up, live, so, live for <laughs> survive. So for Thanksgiving, we rented a house in uh, Connecticut. Yeah. As a, you know, yeah, sounded like fun. it was great. And you know, I don't pay for anything. Cause I'm just like, we, yeah. you know, just sure. cruising through. And I think my sister made a comment. It's like, are you going to pay for anything at some point? <laughs> and Selena's like mortified. And I'm like, yeah, here's some money for groceries and I'll buy some dinner. But was like, she mortified that your sister said it or that you had not paid for anything? Both. I mean, a lot of both. That's amazing. I like skating. I love your sister. I love your sister so much. She's so intense. Intense or like realistic? 
Uh, uh, both. That's great. Well, asking me to be an adult. Is unrealistic. Who she thinks she is? <laughs> Unbelievable. Katie, pull it together. You got a lot of nerve. So I forgot that you guys like each other. I love your sister. She's great. I love everybody in your family. Yeah. Um, all right. So <laughs> anyways, um, that's all his mom said, right? Like, please just make this a special Christmas. So you have the three directions in which Ralphie's going, right? Direction number one is he's trying to get his novel sold. Direction number two is he's trying to make this a really special Christmas. Direction number three is he has to write his father's obituary and he is just unable to tackle this. He's having a very difficult time, as he says, putting a man's life as great as his father's into a few sentences. But I also like, he's like, I'm doing what any dad does, avoid things until they go away. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The, The narration that he does is great. And that's that's an element of the first movie that if you like that, this does a wonderful job on it. But again, you're hearing it through the voice of a dad now instead of the voice through little Ralphie, the kid. It, it grew up with us. It grew. It, it, I really loved his wife in this. And do you remember what his wife was in? She's Annabelle Porter from yep. uh, Parks and Rec. Yep. But you think back further than that. The uh, League. Who is she in The League? Is she the seizure girl? Yeah. It's the it's the girl Pete's dating that has seizures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put it lightly. She was great in this. Yeah. Um, she, I thought she did a wonderful job. I like so. that she was a skating aficionado. I like that she wasn't a wet blanket. Sometimes no, she was drinking. She was having fun. And when you're making these kind of movies, it's easy sometimes to be like, okay, the dad's fun and the mom's always saying no to everything. And I feel like she gave him a year to write his novel. I never watched any part of this movie and felt like, boy, these parents suck. Like they're, and that's how the first Christmas story was. Like I was like, God, the parents are so chill and so cool. Yeah. Like just at the moment where you think they're going to nail Ralphie to the wall for beating up Farkas, the mom like protects him. Or when you feel like the dad is like kind of grumpy and all the presents are gone. And it's like, why don't you go look behind the desk over there? And it's the BB gun. There's never a part where I'm like, these parents suck. They're great. And that's how Ralphie and his wife are with their two kids. It's very cool that with the bully too, they're like, you got to figure this out on your own. Yeah. But that's not true. You don't beat up a bully once and he goes away. Yeah, you do. Really? At that age, if you stand up, but again, different time, different era, you can't do that I never stood up. I don't know. Right. No. If you you pop someone in the face hard enough, that's Mike Tyson always says that, right? Everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. Yeah, that time. But don't they come back and like beat you up because they're bigger? No. No? No. Every single bully that ever bullied me stopped bullying me when I punched them. And every person I've ever bullied, I'm not telling you to punch me because I bully you all the time, but you punch someone in the face, they're done. Oh, most people that are bullies, it's a compensation method for a lack of genuine toughness. So a pop in the face will end it. Got it. If you're really tough, why would you bully anyone? You'd be happy on your own. You don't need to bully anyone. So why do you bully? I just hate you. I don't bully anyone else except you. I just, the sound of your voice makes me want to punch you. Fox would disagree. Don't you bring his name into this conversation. <laughs> so Ralphie reconnects with all of his friends, which is great. I mean, the 70s bar is awesome. Everything about the bar is great. The tabs, the locals, the yeah. the, fo- the football player who now is just a Larry Novak. drinks all the same. Larry Novak. Or that's someone who called the bar and asked for like, is, is Larry there? Yeah. And yeah. he got a tip. Yeah. You're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I wonder, do they have pickled eggs? I feel like they did. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't see. It reminds me, the whole place reminds me of uh, Moe's. <laughs> I think that's 70 show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. Although I can see most is lack working there. (laughs) So as each day passes, you have these throwbacks, everything from shopping, the the shopping to the casseroles, the names on the casseroles that all the neighbors have brought over to the house. Gross Uh, casseroles. They made them look gross. They're very gross. They were like monkey brain. The names are throwbacks to like producers and writers. Oh, really? That's cool. I didn't go through all of them, but um, but that's very much. I mean, I don't know if that's a Midwest thing, but I remember like when my parents passed, everybody brought over like lasagna and you just stack your fridge with all this. They brought up in the movie. They were like, you know, in the Southwest, they give you chili con carne. Yeah. And then in, in the Midwest, it's casseroles. And in Alaska, they give you whale blubber. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're just, yeah, sorry. That's okay. It's not offensive at all. 
Overall, I think that one of the things I probably liked the most about this movie was the pacing and the feel was identical to the first movie, not the content. So you still feel like you're watching a Christmas story, but it's and when I, by the pacing. I just mean the cuts from scene to scene, the way it was shot, the the narration, the voiceover, even when they the bullies came on the snowmobile, it played that um, it sounded like Peter and the Wolf. Are you familiar with that? Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. That dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I think that's the movie that was in the original and in this one as well, but again, who knows? I, I My memory is not what it once was, Max. Huh? You all right? Where's your head at? What are you reading that's making you giggle now? No. When you said, are you all right? It made me laugh. <laughs> why are you laughing? Because I'm just laughing at you. <laughs> Max, why don't you take the reins and drive for a minute? What, what do you got? What else? I love Grandma. I mean, I just love the, she just wants to kind of have a few drinks and just be around her family. She's dealing with the death of her husband remarkably well. Really well. Yeah. Well, it seems like they lived a very full life together. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the vibe you got. Yeah. Like old men, like didn't seem like they did anything besides kind of exist with each other. Agree. Agree. Yeah. The kids are great. Like Mark and Julie. I love when Julie's interrogating Santa Claus. Oh my God, that's Longitude great. and latitude. And yeah. he's got it. Yeah. Star angel. It's like, come on, Santa. <laughs> she's got, she's got a sassy little attitude. Yeah. I mean, she reminds me of your kids. She does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just snowball fights and just the camaraderie of like everything's going wrong with all of them, but they can still lean on each other. I agree. Um, what was one of your, what are some of your favorite scenes? Actually, you know, before I ask you what your favorite scenes are, why don't we take a quick break for some uh, notes from our sponsors? Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at weardoby.com. When they went back to their original town, it felt the same. It looked the same. But you got to assume that real estate prices have skyrocketed. Am I right? Yeah, I would imagine. I've been in a crappy little town. What's, what state is that? Indiana? Is yeah. it Indiana? It smells like sulfur. It does. The birds the fly smell away of the bills fly, fly backwards, right? Yeah. The bulls? The, the Chicago bulls or the birds? Dolby Real Estate is the only place you need to go if you're thinking about selling a home or buying a home. Simon and his team of experts, their job is to make sure that this Christmas you have a nice, beautiful gift underneath that tree. You're going to make sure that you get into the perfect home or if you need to sell a home, if you got to move back because your dad passed away and you're going to hang out with your mom and, and I don't even know. Dolby Real Estate, reach out to <laughs> Simon and his fleet of incredible real estate agents. Make sure you tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you and get ready to have an incredible buying experience this holiday season. What are some of your favorite scenes from this movie? Flick challenging Swartz to pay his tab by going down the uh, ride to ride the ramp. Yeah. Yeah. And then he belches when he he comes out of the consciousness. I also think it was funny that after he successfully does the jump that that (laughs) all of the old people are like, I'm going to I'm going to sled now, too. And there's like a lot of really good, funny, physical comedy of them like slamming into cars and tree stubs. It's really random. It's very random. It makes you say like the bar fly seem like normal people. And then it's like they're like hobos. Yeah. Right. You use the word hobo a lot. Do you know what a hobo is? It's someone who rides the rails. Yes. Good. There you go. I have a hobo. Diet. I, diet. I eat beans out of cans. What are some of your other favorite scenes from the movie? Uh, I mean, definitely the snowball fight. Yeah. It's really cute. And I mean, when she gets plopped in the face too, really funny. A little dumb and dumber. It yeah. Good. It was so good. the physical comedy of this, I mean, his voiceover all, all over. And now when he's in the attic writing his dad's obituary yeah. and kind of letting it flow. So jumping back into the pacing and story, um, after unsuccessfully selling his novel and throwing it in the garbage and buying all these presents for Christmas, which gets stolen out of the back of the car. Who would do that, by the some way? Sick, at, some sick human being. At a hospital. Yeah. Terrible stuff. Like, 
the people are in the hospital and terrible. you're ta- it's really bad Ter- terrible terrible as charles barkley would say <laughs> um no you're right eventually uh, spoiler alert i will provide that right now eventually what happens is they have a wonderful christmas they make it home and old uh, man parker had gifts like he had already bought all of the gifts for the kids and that everybody wanted and when ralphie's mom went to trip the fuse box that popped just like in the first movie when they put the lights up oh yeah she found all the gifts in the basement and that's they had a wonderful christmas all of the unfinished business got finished so ralphie wrote this beautiful five-page short story about his dad and his wife found it took it to the newspaper as the quote-unquote obituary and they said this is too long for an obituary and they actually published it on the front page of the paper and it became syndicated so ralphie's obituary issue got solved ralphie's writing issue got solved and ralphie's best christmas ever for his family issue got solved so wrapped in a nice neat bow at the end of the movie i like the farkas uh, that that came around. That too. is my favorite scene. Interesting. Uh, I have two favorite scenes. That's one he's of a them. good guy now. I love. Like, I love that Farkas uh, is a cop and yeah. picks him up, and they From breaking into a bar for one of the for lights. one of the no, not a light for the star star at the top he, of the tree yeah, on the top of the tree because theirs had broke. And it's very easy to take the old villain and not do good stuff with him. But even Farkas felt good. The whole scene felt wholesome and yeah. There and he even made the comment right. So my kids are monster worse than me. Ralphie was convinced that Farkas was going to throw him in jail for the weekend. Well, then they pass the jail. He's like, he's going to murder me. Yeah. <laughs> so they get back to his house and Farkas lets him out and says, essentially, I always thought that I had to be a tough guy because that's how my dad was. And I knew that was going to hit with you. It did. And then he basically thanked Ralphie for punching him in the face and setting him straight. And he's like, now I'm a good guy. But the last thing he says to Ralphie is what stuck with me, where he's like, you know, if you'd been picked up by any other police officer tonight, you'd be sitting in jail for the next two days. Makes you think. And the, the serendipity of all of it, the timing of all of it, is uh it's kind of fun it's the it's the magical part of it if you yeah. will so that is one of my favorite set scenes in the movie oh by the way what he's when he's dreaming about what it's going to be like in prison that's like oh yeah part of a different yeah. movie it's really weird he's i laughed so hard when his daughter <laughs> turned the, around was crazy pregnant and has the crazy eye that was great um my other favorite scene though and it got me i'm not gonna lie it just got me my eyes welled and it got me uh when all those presents were out and Old, the old man had gotten all the gifts for everyone and I just was like god man that's that's awesome like the his point about how when he went into his house how it felt empty like his dad wasn't there but his dad was always there because he had bought all these gifts and here his dad was again saving Christmas it's an interesting point too again my my situation is a little bit different you and I've talked about this I feel like you're my therapist when I talk about my dad living up to your father when your father is a great father is a lot. It's very overwhelming. And this movie touches on that concept that here Ralphie is trying to live up to the man that made the whole first movie is a tribute to the greatest Christmas Ralphie ever had. It was the Christmas where he got the the BB gun. But it was more than the BB gun. It was the entire Christmas was the best Christmas ever. Eating so the, the duck and the Chinese food. The, the, they, and they laughed and they just, and you know, the funny part about that scene is that the actors had no idea they were going to bring the duck out with the whole head. Yeah. So their, their reaction was genuine. Uh, very Goonies seeing the boat for the first time, if oh. you will. Oh, look, Norman Schwarzkopf is back and flying around. <laughs> he never left. He's been there all day. He's committed. That that we're gonna let him out. Or I don't take know, him that, to the that lady. That ladybug is committed to being in here. <laughs> you, you can take him to meet I'm the raccoon. I'm not taking him to meet the raccoon. I feel like the ra- uh, let me get a quick raccoon update. Let me check my phone. No update on the raccoon yet. Damn. <laughs> um. Yeah. That whole scene though, uh, where the old man still saves the day was great, and uh, I just I, that got me. Did yeah. you Did you cry when you watched this? Yes, I did. Yeah. When did yeah. you cry? Um. During the ramp ramp scene, when all the hobos were crashing into stuff, <laughs> that made you cry. I had a laughter. No, uh, 
oh, that was one of your bad jokes. I'm like, how did that make you cry? Um, like the end, pretty much, where yeah. the presents were there. And also when he's up in the attic and finally, like, the words start flowing. I cried again when he read his, uh, started reading his article to uh, his family. Oh, yeah, that was really good, too. God, man. And also the picture, uh, the mirroring of the pictures of the old man and him, yeah. like, doing, like, the Christmas tree. Yeah, those mirroring photos were great uh, yeah. from the first movie and from what they did on this one. From the post credits? <laughs> <laughs> Marvel watch out uh, Christmas stories coming yeah, for you That's good Dr. Doom was at the end I don't have anything else to say about this movie that It was great said. Uh, It was a nice light Like if you want an hour and a half to like hug it's, a, your, it's a good Christmas Hug movie. your kids Yeah Universal movie You can watch this with anybody Yeah nothing inappropriate I totally agree Very clean yeah. Very good It was received very well yes. People liked it And it's yet another movie In this list of recent reboots That's been very well received Some AI figured out like an algorithm Maybe wouldn't that be funny if that was the if that was the truth? Did Billingsley wrote this and produce produce it, or did he just produce it? So he wrote like he worked on the script, but two other guys worked on the script. Okay. I found this insane. It's Nick Sheck. He's done his other movies were nothing like this. He wrote The Mule, The Judge, Gran Torino, Narcos, and this little video short called Factory Accident Sex. Sure, like I, that's 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 all I got. That's weird, <laughs> Max. Uh, unless you have any other notes regarding this film, I think we're ready to slide into the buzz in the. T- our fan spotlight let's slide on through here we go max this week's buzz in the tower fan spotlight is from none other than nick mcfadden Woo, Nick. And uh, he is a huge fan of the show, constantly providing feedback. He worships at the altar of Max Sanders. That's inaccurate. But no? All right. I just wanted, I... <laughs> he likes you better, I think. Does he? Yeah. It's easy to like me better. He's not perfect, though. He's an Eagles fan. Oh. <laughs> so, he's, so he's trash. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he told me he was uh, the mascot of his high school, and he had a moped that he stole, and he, he stole it in a Ram suit. That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Wow, I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, we asked Nick to, watch a Christmas story Christmas and he did and we wanted to hear what he had to say about it so let's pop on into our fan spotlight and hear what he has to say hi Max and Mo longtime listener first time caller I'm a big fan of the 80s and a bigger fan of the show I just wanted to let you guys know that I watched a Christmas story Christmas and it was great I love the original and I got everything I wanted from the sequel I feel like a lot of sequels to classic movies are just fan service callbacks but they didn't rely on that to tell this story I was expecting to see a new kid lick the telephone pole and the family getting another leg lamp. But I don't think I heard You'll Shoot Your Eye Out, Kid, or Fragile once. I also liked that the sequel gave a new perspective on the original. The old movie was from the perspective of a young kid trying to navigate Christmas time. Now we see all the work that parents go through to make Christmas magical. These two movies show us that every kid wants an official Red Rider carbon action 200 shot range model air rifle and that every parent really wants to get it for them. Thanks, Max and Mo. Yeah, I think he, I think he nailed it, right? It didn't feel like it was too dependent. This is my issue with coming to America too, right? It's like, it, <laughs> are we going to have to do the episode? At no, some point? I will never do that. Episode. No, just you get to trash it for no, an hour. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know what? Good point. I don't want to talk about it. Nick's point is totally valid though. It doesn't just regurgitate the original script. And it's what, what we talked about at the beginning of this episode. It allowed itself to grow with its audience and create a standard alone film with a different perspective. This isn't about Ralphie getting a BB gun. This is about Ralphie being a man, being a father, dealing with the death of his father, dealing with living in the shadow of his father, trying to create this beautiful Christmas for his kids, dealing with his own demons, trying to have enough confidence to be a writer, follow his heart, follow his dreams. The whole thing is great. And it's kind of cool because it reverse engineers itself into the fact that the first movie is his kind of ode 
to his father. And the second movie is the same. So the similarity is the first movie is a tribute to this wonderful Christmas experience driven by his father. This movie just does it from the perspective of the father. It's very cool. Next mm-hmm. time, next time, grandfather. All right, big time. Absolutely. Yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah. Max, uh, I got nothing else other than a reminder to all of our listeners to make sure you subscribe, leave a review, check us out on social media at Buzz in the Tower, subscribe to our Patreon, buy swag from our website, just send us checks with money. And that's that's really the holiday <laughs> Christmas spirit. spirit. There you go. You got it. I got nothing else. Uh, this was a wonderful episode. And what do we got for the rest of the month? I think the Willow series is coming out. I think you're right. November 30th. Yeah. So we will have to talk about Willow. Yes. Because I love Willow. You do. Willow. I think Mad Mortigan will be back. Mad Mortigan. <laughs> you love their relationship for some reason. Even Get though back the baby, you stupid dikini. <laughs> I wonder if Kevin Falk will be back. That would be great. Yeah. Dude, I love Willow so much. It's really good. Warwick Davis for the win. He looks great. He does look great. Fountain of Youth. All right, what else you got? Oh, wow. We got to hop into... Are we going to do Die Hard or Christmas Vacation? Did we do Christmas Vacation as like a full deep episode last year for Christmas? We did. We did a recasting... Of Die Hard? Well, we did a Die Hard recasting, but I think we did Christmas Vacation. Those are the holiday classics. We'll have to dive in and take a look and see what we want to do. But for sure, we're going to do Willow. Yeah. Oh, Prancer. We did do that. Santa Claus the movie. That's another good one. All right, Max. uh, I got nothing else other than welcome to Holiday Thunderdome. Don't shoot your eye out. Don't shoot your eye out. Okay, how do you want to end the episode? What do that, you got? That was how I Don't shoot your eye out? Yeah. That's pretty good. I yeah. don't mind that. I think I'll go with, uh, he had yellow eyes, so help me God. Yellow <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.